Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Hope everyone's having a great Monday. I'm Michelle Smallman, and I'll be joined for the next four hours by my friend Aaron Goldhammer. Aaron, what's going on? How was your weekend, my friend? I was good, Michelle. Good afternoon or morning. Or I always wonder, I always want to say good afternoon, but I'm East Coast time, and then I realize I also got to be shouting out people that are listening to us on the West Coast and people that are listening in Hawaii. So whatever time it is, is wherever you are, we hope you're having a great day here at ESPN Radio. That's right. All time zones. We hope you're just having a wonderful Monday. Well, Aaron, let's start in the central time zone, shall we? Let's go to Indianapolis because that's oh where we're going to kick God. things off today. <laughs> this is a circus. Boy, the real house men of, of Indianapolis <laughs> is the greatest reality show on Bravo this fall. I'll tell you what. The running back market is the greatest reality show happening right now. It's every day a different yeah. running back yeah. and a different drama. Coming soon to Netflix, running back, <laughs> the show everybody wants to watch except it would be sad quarterback is inspiring it's got a lot of action the running back show on netflix would just be sad right now because here we have another running back who wants a deal and another conflict this time with indianapolis colts running back jonathan taylor he was seeking a contract extension because he's entering the final year of his rookie deal we know that recently he had divorced his displeasure about his situation and about the running back market Taylor met with Colts owner Jim Ursay on Saturday. They had a face-to-face meeting. Ursay said the meeting went great. Not so much because Jonathan Taylor wants out. He has requested a trade. I can't believe how this has gone. I mean, the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. They have a rookie quarterback that they're yes. very likely going to be playing who had one year of college football and completed like 50-something percent of his passes. So... Like having that running game is a huge key to their season. Um, and I, I th- it was totally unnecessary, Michelle, for Jim Irsay to alienate Jonathan Taylor like this. But he just he had to take to Twitter. He mm-hmm. had to make boisterous comments. He couldn't help himself. And this is who Jim Irsay is. It's maybe part of the reason why the Colts have been successful over the years, but it's definitely part of the reason why sometimes they get themselves in a little bit of trouble. And now I don't know how this situation is really going to resolve itself because to me it feels like this has gone so far down the road, I kind of don't see how Jonathan Taylor ever plays another game for this guy's team. Yeah, it's definitely at an impasse. and. To your point, they need him. They have a rookie quarterback. Jonathan Taylor is arguably the best player on the team. In three seasons with the Colts, he's rushed for 3,841 yards and 33 touchdowns while also having 802 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He's the second fastest player in team history to rush for 3,000 yards. He's been 
one of the cornerstones of this offense, of this team, and yeah. now he wants out. And last week, Jim Ursay told ESPN, when your time comes to get paid, then you get paid. And, you know, Aaron, I know that these owners, they're in charge. And when you have millions slash billions of dollars, your ego is different. The way you view the world is different. But I will never understand how a Jim Ursay or a Jerry Jones, why even put yourself in front of the microphone? Why hit send on the tweets? Why insert yourself into this? And as a host of ESPN Radio, I love it. So keep (laughs) the content coming. Here's what I don't get about this one. It seemed like the Giants showed the Colts the perfect roadmap to fixing the situation. They gave Saquon Barkley, they didn't even give him millions more dollars. They gave him a few hundred thousand more dollars. And all of a sudden he showed up to camp and now all the drama is gone. Have you heard anything about what's going on in Giants camp? No. No. Because we've been so focused on the Jets and the Broncos and the Colts and these teams that have all this crazy drama surrounding them. So why Jim Irsay wouldn't just say, okay, I know how to get Jonathan Taylor here to call him up. Okay, you don't want to play on the franchise tag. Here's 700,000 more. And here comes Jonathan Taylor in. And all of a sudden, we're off and running for training camp. This did not need to go to this contentious place that it is in now, where it feels like to me, the Colts leaked something out last night about him having this back injury that apparently happened away from the facility as he was working out on his own. So now they want to put him on NFI, which is non-football injury, which means you don't get paid you know, when you're on this NFI list, like they're trying to avoid paying him altogether and really sort of sticking him into football purgatory where he's just going to languish until he decides to go ahead and report and play for the Indianapolis Colts. It, it, it really has taken an ugly, ugly turn to an extent. I don't know that I can remember a situation where an owner and a player in the NFL like this are going back and forth at this level. And he tweeted, too, that he never had back pain, never reported back pain and didn't know who the sources were about this. So it is going back and forth. It's playing out publicly, which is not great. But Jim Ursay, he made these comments publicly. He, of course, once again, inserted himself publicly into this. And Bob Kravitz, who's covered the Colts for a long time, he's the beat writer for The Athletic, talked about Jim Ursay's involvement with the with the club. This is a problem that we saw last year, guys, where Jim got very involved with the day-to-day machinations of the team, where he uh, mandated that uh, Sam Ellinger play for Matt Ryan. Uh, He fired Frank Reich and brought in, God help us, Jeff Saturday. So, I mean, Jim Jim has been very involved in the day-to-day with this team. He's always been involved, but he's never been a meddler. And the last two years, he's been a meddler. And I think he's put his his, uh, general manager in a truly impossible situation here. It really does feel like he has put his GM in an impossible situation because I don't know how you smooth this over with Jonathan Taylor at this point. I forgot Chris Ballard was even there until Kravitz (laughs) brought this up. I thought Jim Ursay was the next Jerry Jones, and he's so right. Think about it this way, too, Michelle. He has been gifted as an owner some of the greatest gifts that the NFL has ever had. He got Peyton Manning for 
what, 15 years or whatever, 12 years, however long he was in Indianapolis, and then followed that up after one crazy year with Kerry. Then he got into the Andrew Luck, so he got to kind of hide in the shadows because he was blessed with franchise quarterbacks and with Tony Dungy as his head coach. And now that he's more exposed, I think we're seeing now one of the more incompetent owners, you know, because they just can't let people do their jobs and step aside. And I get it. You know, you have a billion dollar operation, whatever you see, he's trying to change the narrative around him too, because yesterday at camp, he just handed a fan $2,000. Did you see this? He just (laughs) gave a fan two grand standing on the sideline. So he's trying to make everybody. Okay. He's a really good guy. You know, like Jim Irsay, what a dude, you know, if you're a cold fan, this gotta be driving you crazy. Of course. And does he really think that that's going to change the narrative, just doling out some cash, that that's going to make everybody feel good about the situation? Probably not. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I still had my Fox hat on and not my coaching hat on. Do you know what beef is? Someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. That's the comments of a very little man. Beefers when I see you, guaranteed to be an I see you. Sean Payne broke the code. You never call out fellow coaches. I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. As, as the great poet... Christopher Wallace leads us in here with a little beef. We have beef that continues to brew in the NFL with the Jets and with Sean Payton. Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos, made comments to USA Today last week where he absolutely torched Jets offensive coordinator and former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He said it was one of the worst coaching jobs in the NFL and... Then continued to look at the Jets now and say that all the attention that they're garnering with hard knocks, I'm paraphrasing, is going to be a disaster. Robert Sala responded, Jets head coach saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I don't know why they are needing to talk about us right now. And Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers, uh, he did an exclusive interview with NFL Plus, had some extensive comments to say, or had some extensive comments, excuse me, about what Sean Payton had to say. Those comments were very surprising. Um... To, for a coach to do that to another coach. My love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Boom, Aaron Goldhammer, your your reaction to Aaron Rodgers' response. I think this is going exactly how Sean Payton wanted it to go. By, by the way, you know, NFL head coaches don't do off-the-cuff feature interviews with really well-known NFL reporters and with places like the USA Today. He knew exactly what he was doing. And this has accomplished exactly what he wanted, which is to take pressure off of Russell Wilson, to make the conversation about something else. 
and also to be able to defend his players and his guy and his QB. I had no problem with what Sean Payton said, and I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers coming back at him. Aaron Rodgers is going to stick up for Nathaniel Hackett. Look, what? how did Nathaniel Hackett get the head coaching job in Denver, Michelle, to begin with? They wanted to lure Aaron Rodgers there. And why is Nathaniel Hackett the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets? Is it because he had such a wonderful year in Denver where he didn't even make it through the whole season? And the fans had to count down 10, 9, 8 because they couldn't get the plays in on time? It is one of the most incompetent head coaching jobs in NFL history. To me, the biggest defense of Sean Payton is that he's speaking the truth. Did he break the code? Okay, maybe there's some unwritten rule about coaches not ripping each other. But as a member of the media, I'm never going to get on somebody for just being blatantly honest. And I thought, frankly, Michelle, to me, everything Sean Payton said was fair and accurate. It would make some public relations person go crazy, but from where I sit, I don't think he told any lies in what he said. I think that his main main goal here was to let everybody know this was not Russell Wilson's fault and that yeah. he still believes in Russell Wilson. Right. And I don't know why he felt the need to do that so publicly. Maybe he thinks Russell Wilson needs to be gassed up like this publicly. But I think his intent was to point the finger squarely at Nathaniel Hackett. And instead, I didn't view it that way, Aaron. I viewed it as you're saying that last year... All of this was PR and pomp and circumstance, and that's part of the reason why this was a failure. What are you doing now? You are putting your name in the headlines. You are doing the PR spin zone to make everybody think this is not Russell Wilson's fault. You're doing exactly what you're criticizing the Broncos of doing last year. Also, by him saying that Nathaniel Hackett and members of the Broncos needed to be the parent in the room and not uh let Russell Wilson bring in his private quarterback coach and all this stuff, you're... subconsciously letting us know that he is someone that needs to be parented that he is not leading in his own way and that you you needed to come in and be the adult and make sure that the rules are in place so i think by by going out and doing this publicly his intent was for us to view russell wilson differently and instead it just reinforced things that i had heard about the situation and the way i already felt about how russell wilson behaved in in denver do i I think it was all his fault no but i don't think that this was a good look from sean payton i'm sorry to interrupt michelle i I just i think you're right a, a lot of what you said i think they paid Sean Payton like $18 million a year, whatever it is, because they made a giant mess and they needed Michael Clayton of NFL coaches to come in and fix it. You know, they needed a fixer, really, to, to clean up a big, a big stinky mess that Nathaniel Hackett made. But really, they didn't have owners. They were throwing things at the wall. This was a a wink and a prayer to try to get Russell Wilson, give up all the draft picks and give him the money and all of that. And I, I think that Russ needs to have some accountability for that. But I think, you know, the first game Nathaniel Hackett coached, uh, Peyton Manning and Shannon Sharp were live on ESPN's Manning cast with their head in their hands because <laughs> of the way that they were managing the clock in the last two minutes of the game. So I think a lot of the mess of last year actually is on the coaching staff that departed. And remember, he might be making a stink and causing some attention to come to his team. But he's not saying, you know, 
hand us the trophy, we're better than the Chiefs. Like that was the level of arrogance that was coming out of the Broncos last year. And I actually kind of find the dialogue between the two sides here exciting, fun, healthy, refreshing. And it just sets up a really juicy week five game with the Broncos and the Jets that if they put it on pay-per-view, I'd be willing to spend one forty nine ninety nine to watch it. Oh, make no mistake. I love the drama. I love the beef that's brewing. I love that Aaron Rodgers has to say, keep my coach's name out your mouth and we are in training camp. I love that that is something we're talking about. I love that Robert Sala had to say, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I did yeah. not expect this to be the the Sean Payton Jets beef was not something I had on my bingo card for the NFL in 2023. But I do think that yeah. he is giving the Jets bulletin board material. Like, Sean Payton didn't need to attack the Jets, and he's just adding logs to their fire. He's putting another chip on their shoulder and giving them more motivation. So I guess if I'm Robert Sala, I'm like, thanks, appreciate it. (laughs) I do think it's interesting, Michelle. What, What do you make of Aaron Rodgers, the CEO, here in this spot? Because he knows whatever Robert Sala says or whatever interview Nathaniel Hackett gives... He's the person that can create the biggest wave headline back because he's the biggest name associated with the franchise. And I do think it's interesting that for a team that he has not played one game for, he has now given them a $35 million pay cut and he is standing up for people there and for that organization like he's played there for the last 19 years. It feels like this is a whole new Aaron Rodgers. And I don't mean that he was awful in Green Bay, but we knew that there was friction there, that there was tension there. We knew he was upset when they drafted Jordan Love. We knew at times he uh, would point out things that his receivers did wrong or that, you know, the the front office wasn't including him on. He he made his displeasure known and he got out. He was miserable. He was miserable to watch and it felt like he was the unhappiest player in the NFL. But doesn't it feel like he's found what he's considered to be his home? I mean, he looks so happy. He's it's hyping up July Garam- 31st. Oh, yeah. listen. Don't, don't. I agree with you, Aaron. As soon as something goes wrong, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a Mike McCarthy to fall back on. He doesn't have a Brian Gutekunst to point the finger at. He doesn't have a they drafted Jordan Love narrative to fall back on. I will be very interested to see how this plays out if and when things go wrong. But up until this point, he has put his money where his mouth is. He is mentoring Zach Wilson. He is loving life with with Garrett Wilson. He is um, taking money off the table. He's done everything thing that he needed gone to, to do games gone to ranger games gone to he's, taylor swift i mean in Mr. new york new york he's, he's doing it all to the statue of liberty he's you know so he's won a bunch of public relations points but what you said i think is really interesting you know you don't go through an nfl season without a ton of adversity i mean look the, the chiefs last year they had their quarterback limping around on one leg when they were winning the super bowl by the time they got there Um, So I I think that there will be adversity that the Jets hit. And does Aaron Rodgers still want to be accountable? And is he going to be standing up there as the face of the franchise when that happens? Or is it like Aaron Rodgers has been in the past? Is it always going to be somebody else's fault because they didn't draft the receiver that I wanted or because they didn't keep Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson and all the guys that I want a Super Bowl with? I think that'll be fascinating to watch. But no matter what, I think it's going to be the best soap opera this side of uh, General Hospital. 
And I think it is going to be riveting to watch. And frankly, sitting over here, I, I can smell the burning dumpster all the way here in Cleveland from New York of what this can become. Okay, well, let's 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 carry that over, Aaron, because we want to talk about this. If you aren't a Jets fan today, we want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? We're going to get Aaron's opinion, my opinion, and we want to get yours next. But first, Aaron has this from Indeed, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Folks, if you're having a hard time hiring in no time, you need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the United States, according to Talent Nest. Sponsor a job with Indeed, and Indeed is going to help you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you're going to be instantly receiving a short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit, and you get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Get started by going to Indeed.com slash credit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Players were asked about that, and they said, yeah, absolutely, our goal is to be the number one defense. Defensively, I think they were a little overrated last year. They were certainly better than the year before, don't get me wrong. So I want to see their defense take the next step, and we'll find out if they will. Now, history tells us it's very hard for teams that make that kind of turnaround to maintain it the following year. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, but they got nine starters back. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And it seems like no team is talked about in the NFL more these days than the New York Jets. They had a solid defense last year. We felt like they might be a quarterback away, and they went out and they got an MVP, Super Bowl champion. 
One of the best to ever do it in Aaron Rodgers. They added some more weapons around him. And Aaron Goldhammer, I want to know, as a non-Jets fan, when we talk about the Jets, we right. basically say Super Bowl or bust. Do you want it to be Correct. Super Bowl or do you want it to be bust? Are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? Okay, now it's this is funny because normally these teams that haven't won anything in a million years, like, for example, the Mets are like the lovable losers of New York. And I lived in New York. I went to college in New York. So I have a lot of friends that root for these teams. And I I really feel for the Met fans, you know, the way the Yankees have stuck it to them with their 27 World Series championships, blah, blah, blah. And before they got Aaron Rodgers, I really liked the Jets. They were the lovable losers. They were Chad Pennington. They were Vinny Testaverde. There were a few years, you know, where they were able to break through and make it. And the whole Rex Ryan thing, I rooted for them against uh, against the Patriots with Eric Mangini and all of that. All of that. So I like the Jets, Michelle. Here's the problem. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. All the drama in the wake of... I'm retiring. I want to get traded. I don't want to get traded. I'm cool with Matt LaFleur. Get me out of here. Jordan Love. The whole thing exhausts me. Exhausts me. And I would be fine if I never had to talk about Aaron Rodgers again for one second in my entire life. (laughs) So my dislike of Aaron Rodgers is overtaking sort of the, um, the sympathy that I feel for the Jet fan that has been waiting since Joe Namath to get back to the Super Bowl. And not only do I think this is going to be a dumpster fire, from game one, I am going to be rooting for the wheels to come off in one of the biggest, smelliest, on-fire trash cans in NFL history. Where do you come out? So real quick, are you a Tom Brady fan or a Tom Brady person? Because everything you just said about Aaron Rodgers, you could equate to Tom Brady as well. Wanted out, issues with the coaching, didn't like that they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, all the drama, all the headlines, yet he leaves and goes to no, Tampa, wins the Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, I and- respect Tom Brady. I respect Tom Brady, but I hate Tom Brady. I, I, I never rooted for Tom Brady for one game in my entire life, so... I uh, yeah, so that would, the the Patriots. No, I was I'm used to rooting for the Jets against the Patriots. You know, I remember I was rooting for him that night. Mark Sanchez ran into the guy's butt, and fumbled the ball, and it got returned the other way for a touchdown. That Jet team is lovable. This Jet team is detestable to me. But I'm curious where America comes out if I'm along the right track, or if if more people because they're the Jets are rooting for this thing to actually work out okay. Well, I'm rooting for it to work out. Now, listen, I am from St. Louis. I love a small Midwestern market. We love Green Bay. So part of me doesn't want this to work out because I know how Green Bay Packers fans would feel if Aaron Rodgers leaves them and he goes to the Jets and win, yeah. wins the Super Bowl. I would feel badly for Packers yeah. fans. But I like yeah. people that bet on themselves. And I love greatness. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest to ever do this. And the fact that he felt a certain type of way about Green Bay, whether it was right or wrong, he is better on himself big time. He is going to a place that has not had a lot of historic success. They haven't made the playoffs in 12 Uh years. He's taking money off of his contract in order to put the team in a better position. And so... I think it would be so fun to watch this Jets team be awesome. Imagine if they are better than the Bills and they're better than the Dolphins and they're actually in the Super Bowl conversation. Like, Look at the Mets. Steve Cohen went out and spent all of this money and it's been an epic failure. They they move Max Scherzer at the deadline. It's not fun. I mean, maybe for some people it's been fun watching him, watching it blow up in real time, but I would rather see something be awesome. 
and have that be part of the conversation. I want this to continue. It's going to continue to be part of the conversation throughout the season, whether it's good or bad. But I would love to see a great quarterback have one more shot at it, a true shot at it. Well, I don't. You say Aaron Rodgers is the epitome of greatness. He has been a great regular season quarterback. I mean, I'll give him that. He's been very mid in the playoffs, right? I mean, when he gets to the NFC Championship game, he usually falls flat on his face. And his record, especially at home in the postseason, when he was in Green Bay, has not been good. I don't necessarily feel for the Packer fan because they had 30 years of great quarterbacking, <laughs> all in a, which is spoiled brat stuff. And also... You know, they did win a Super Bowl, one with Favre, one with Rodgers. So it's not like he's leaving there with no rings. So it's it's not like I have, like, some sympathy for Green Bay. You know what it is? It's the whole the lying thing that Aaron Rodgers pulled right around the time of the vaccination and the pandemic and that whole conversation. Not Wherever you come out on va- – I'm not having a conversation about vaccinations here on ESPN Radio. I'm just saying that the lying and the deceit in that really turned me off to him. And I went from being an Aaron Rodgers fan to somebody who just thought he was really full of himself. Like nobody thinks nobody is smarter than Aaron Rodgers thinks he is, I guess, is the way I put this. And so because of that, a little humble pie is what I'd like to order for the New York Jets. So this has nothing to do with anyone else other than Aaron Rodgers. You just want him to be humbled in a big, big way on a big, big stage. You know, my ideal jet season. Okay, here's the story. They come out, they play Buffalo week one, right? Monday Night Football, ESPN. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on the call. And Aaron Rodgers on the first pass, drops back to pass. Ooh, badly sprained ankle. Yikes. Oh, Aaron. I'm not wishing injury on anybody. I'm just saying, like, let me tell the story. Zach Wilson comes off the bench, leads the Jets to the Super Bowl. That I would root for. I know it's improbable, but that is the kind of the perfect situation for me. But my, like I said, my dislike of Rodgers is overtaking the sympathy, whatever, that I have for the poor Jet fan that hasn't seen their team get to the playoffs in 12 years and hasn't been to the Super Bowl since Joe Namath made his guarantee in 1970. I think it'd be more fun if they're good. But we want to hear from you, non-Jets fans. Are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, Jets fans, they're excited for this season. And it may be on the level of the fans of a band I experienced yesterday. We're going to explain next. (laughs) Canty and Carlin, (laughs) ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I feel like I should know if this is fish or not. I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is a fish song. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Aaron Goldhammer. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And I say that, Aaron, because I went to a fish concert last night for the first time. Wasn't necessarily a fan of the band. Got offered free tickets. I know it's kind of a cultural phenomenon. So I went. Who isn't going to go see fish at Madison Square Garden if given the opportunity? This is, by the way, P H I S H. I don't know if there's another band F I S H, but it's P H I S H. Now, you brought this up with me, I think New Year's 2005, Michelle. Oh, I was a drapping young college student at New York University. And I put on my Patagonia fleece vest and went off to Madison Square Garden with my buddy, Nick Geeman. And we went and we went to the fish show. And I hardly remember what happened after that. I got to be honest with you. I think that's about right, though. I think you're not supposed to remember. I was the outlier in this whole thing. So I don't know what you'd call them, a, a rock band. a jam. They're definitely a jam band. That's for it's sure. It's a jam band. That, that, that is the genre is jam. <laughs> okay. The genre Straight is jam. just zone out for yes. four and a half hours. A hundred percent. songs end at a fish concert? No. It just sort of all transitions. It all is a blur coming in together. They, they, there's no, like, you know, Taylor Swift finishes Shake It yes. Off and the crowd goes crazy. Crazy. Fish just kind of starts playing and they just they just keep playing for hours and hours and hours on end. They might still be playing right now. I don't even know. But I know they're playing a long stretch <laughs> at MSG. But, Aaron, I was I was really envious because... I went into this totally open-minded and was excited to Uh experience something. And whether it's Taylor Swift, as you mentioned, with the Swifties or Fish with the, with the fish heads, I think they're called, or, you know, Jets fans, non-Jets fans that we're going to hear from. I looked around last night at a packed Madison Square Garden and these people were having the time of their lives. I was an outsider. I had no idea what was even happening. I was like, are we in a song? Are we out of a song? Is this supposed to be a song? I don't know. But I don't think I've ever been a fan of music? anything. Is it noise? Is <laughs> wait, wait. It like, These are all valid questions that I don't line? have answers to. Right. But uh-huh. I've never been a fan of anything or cared about anything as much as these fish heads did about this band. Like my Not friend the Cardinals. You grew up as a crazy card like McGuire ninety eight. You weren't into it like these fish people. I McGuire ninety eight was a moment in time and I was so locked into it. But Am I going to spend my life savings following the Cardinals around the country, going from ballpark to ballpark, following the Cardinals? Absolutely not. Your girl's going to Italy or having an Aperol spritz on a boat. You know what I mean? Like, love sure. the Cardinals. I'm not going to make my my identity or my life's purpose uh-huh. about the Cardinals. These Fish yep. fans, it is their life. They love this band. Like, my friend Mike, shout out to Mike, who took me to the show last night, had seen Fish like 80-something times. He saw him, he came to New York from Chicago times. and saw Fish Friday, spending tens Saturday, of thousands and of dollars on, on yes. jam band. No yes. way. Yes. No and they love way. It. They love it. And I'm envious. I want to love something as much as these people love fish, Aaron. So that's my goal for, for the rest of 2023 is to become a fan find, of something. Is to find your thing that you love as much as, you know, one of the, I was trying to think of what would fall into this category for me. I dropped a few grand on master's badges a couple Ooh, years ago. Good. 
And I got to say it was worth every cent. And it's as close to God as I've ever been as a sports fan. Does that make sense? Like yes. You, it's a religious experience. The, yes. You walk onto the Augusta National Club. You're not allowed to have a cell phone. You go through the most beautiful like spring flowers, the smell. You go by all these iconic holes that you've seen on TV a million times. It's like a throwback in time. It was a holy experience. I'm not a very religious person, but I, I felt like this really touched not only my heart, but also my soul. I don't know that I want to do it again, though. Like, I just, I think doing it once and being mm -hmm. there was amazing. I don't know that I need to sign up to go every year or to follow to go to 86 consecutive Masters tournaments or to the need to start going to the U.S. Open and all these yeah, other tournaments. Right. I mean, to me, like, I wasn't there to see Tiger or Phil or Rory or Jordan Spieth. Like, the course was the star. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was there to see... Uh, Amen, Cor Amen Corner. I was there right. to see the 15th green and the 16th tee. You know, I was there to be up on the fairway at 17. Like the the it was as much about the place as it was who was actually playing golf there. That's probably as close. I mean, I like music, but there's no one that I want to see live 86 times. Yeah, and in this scenario, you would be going to Madison Square Garden regardless of who was playing. You would be going for right. the venue like you were Augusta, whereas these people will right. see fish in a grocery store parking lot. They don't care about the venue. They just want to see the band. And, and they in, probably have seen. That actually sounds like a great idea. Probably. play in a grocery store parking lot. Snacks everywhere would be awesome. But in, in just watching these people, I was like, man. I, I want to feel that. I want to feel mm -hmm. this connected to something. And, you know, I yeah. love sports. I, of course, want my, my St. Louis teams to win. I want Illinois to win, my alma mater. But I don't lose sleep if they don't, whereas these people yeah. lose sleep yeah. in anticipation of so, fish. So, you know so what Michelle, I mean? let's start here. Who is the celebrity that you would lose your mind if you saw in person? Is there one? No, there or is not sort one. of like jaded enough by your career, friends with enough people who are on TV <laughs> that it just doesn't, you know, register for you that there's no, so, there's really nobody. So if I just like ran into a celebrity in person, this is what you're saying. Yeah, Cause you can pick one celebrity to have dinner. Like, cause I think oh, that might be a good jumping answer. off point for what makes you, you know, I don't know what makes you tick. I want to have dinner with Ina Garten, the barefoot Contessa. And I want yeah. <laughs> to, See, I to talk recipes food, with her. I was yeah. thinking that food would be the, maybe the way for you to go. Maybe. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the, the Falcons. Can they win a division title next? Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.